So as a founder or co-founder of a tech company, you've got two co-founders. And I have heard of so many partnerships <laughs> that don't work, uh, unfortunately, and yours obviously did. What do you feel was one of the secrets to your success? Set your guidelines up front. That's the biggest thing. Set your guidelines and your swim lanes. Who's doing what role? And then it goes along smoothly, not without takeups. We also believe in a process of healthy conflict, which is a good thing because that's how you solve problems. Right. And each of you have your lane and you've got a programmer on your team. That's true. We do. Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair. What got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Elizabeth Dodson to the show today. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Esty. I'm excited to have you. So guys, a little bit about Elizabeth. She's the co-founder of HomeZada, an online and mobile home management platform that helps homeowners manage their homes to save time and money and reduce stress. She's over 25 years in technology and business development. She recently won the 2019, I don't know how to pronounce this, Quense? Quizne. Quizne. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a word in my dictionary. Uh, female founders in fintech pitch competition and appeared on the NASDAQ channel. Um, and prior to that, she joined Meridian Systems and assisted in the growth of that young startup. As director of business development, she managed all the partners, program sales. She has a BS in business from Stevenson University and an MBA from Loyola. And she offers her experience as an active mentor for programs in both universities and American corporate pots and American corporate partners. I got that. That shouldn't be a tongue twister, really. Um, <laughs> okay, so talk to me a little bit about this journey, right? What were you doing before this? Why this? Why FinTech? Why this platform? And, and what does this look like? That's a great question. So um, it goes a little farther back. So I was raised on the East Coast. Um, Loyola is in Maryland, as is Stevenson. So um, during my, the beginning of my journey, while I was getting my master's degree, I also got an opportunity to work for a company in the commercial construction technology space. And specifically- commercial, hard... I'm going to break that down. Commercial sure. construction technology. Got it. Correct. So construction for commercial spaces, not commercial mm -hmm. residential, like commercial- Commercial like spaces. Okay. Yes. So like stores, where stores buildings. will rent or lease- Yes. Commercial real estate ADMs, um, and the technology for the constructing of those spaces. That's correct. Got exactly. It. Okay. And so I was on the hardware side and I coincidentally met the co-founders of the company we were talking about called Meridian. Meridian was also in the commercial construction technology space, but this time on the software side. Can you and, explain to me? I'm just, I'm just a very naturally curious sure. person. What does it mean the hardware side and what does it mean the sure. software side, right? Hardware is yeah. servers and, and like the stuff that's hard that you can touch. Software is yep. the programs and the stuff you can't touch. What's kind of the difference sure. specifically in a commercial construction space? Like, isn't all the hardware the same? It's a bunch of no. servers. No. Okay. So it's amazing. So this is a great question, which I love commercial construction. So of course I love talking about this. So on the 
the hardware side, we build what we refer to as um, digitizers. And okay. these digitizers were physical boards, ones that you could roll up and put in a case where you can carry it on your, your backpack, okay. almost like a set of plans, or it was a physical board, like a desk. Okay. And you basically put the plans on top of it. And then our boards at that company connected with the software company for estimating. So it sped up the process to get an estimated an estimate done for a major building. And then at the same time, it also provided more accuracy because human error could occur. This hardware allowed that to happen. Now, okay, this is super cool. Hang on. So I'm picturing like a bunch of people standing around a table looking at these architectural blueprints, but the table is magic. And That's the correct. table knows how to read all the plans that the humans would otherwise look at. And the table like absorbs it and then sends with it out the software. With the software, with the software, <laughs> and then sends it out to all of a the software package necessary. <laughs> so, and then sends it to who? To all the potential contractors. Yes. So, if you think of a, a building, mm -hmm. you have what they refer to as a general contractor or a construction yeah, manager. Yeah. Okay. But you also have subcontractors, and there yeah. are a lot of them. I know. I, I worked in this industry quite a bit on the service end, guiding guiding all Perfect. those subcontractors and how to reach the GCs Perfect. and how to run their businesses. Yes, <laughs> correct. So the perfect part of that is you get to make sure that everybody is on the correct set of plans. Okay. So that's also part because of it. Because not it's everyone really can important. like schlep around these giant rolled up things. It's been, so the hardware is the thing that digitizes the plan. Question, today, aren't so many of these plans created in digital format anyway? They are. Okay. They are, which is why. That hardware would become saw, obsolete. It used correct. to be hand-drawn. That's correct. And that's why I saw that business becoming more mature. And this opportunity came up with the co-founders at Meridian, which was all about commercial construction project management software. Got it. Which so. was the next phase of innovation for the industry. So think of a, um, especially because of your experience, think yeah. of a job site mm -hmm. and there's a trailer. Okay. In that trailer, there were clipboards of paper that yes. would line all the walls. So instead yes. of the pictures behind me, <laughs> you would see trailers full of clipboards and each clipboard would have a different set of pieces of paper and like massive amounts of paper. Well, that's how the project manager did their job for that project. That was inefficient. So yeah, that's not ideal. I mean, rainy days would really set that up. <laughs> Correct. So at the time, the co-founders of Meridian, they were designing this new product and it was all software for managing commercial construction projects. It tracked everything from all the different contracts that were being used on that particular project. It tracked all the subcontractors. It tracked all of the um, approvals, all both coming from owners as well as contractors, as well as subcontractors. It tracked all of the messaging and communications from everybody. It tracked all the materials and when they're being delivered. It tracked- Sounds amazing. Amazing. I, like I don't even work in this field, but I want one. <laughs> exactly. It was amazing. And so um, I was part, an early stage employee of that company. And that's what brought me to California. 
Okay. And then we help grow that company. We did it through partners, direct to our customers, both on the construction side. So on the general contractor side, this mm-hmm. construction management side, as well as the subcontractors, but also on the owner operator side. So we sold to companies like Disney and GSA and the Illinois Tollway Authority, and then the all the hotels in Las Vegas and so on and so forth. So they all also had to manage their projects and their contractors. So we were the world leader in that platform. And so we were very proud to build that. But it was during my time at Meridian that I had said to myself, okay, wait a second. As you can see, it's really cool. Like this is the best thing ever. Super cool. So I see how excited you are about it also. Like I see how much you love it. Exactly. And then I said, why can't I manage my house the same way? I can't figure out where my money's going. I can't figure out when I lasted a a project or a maintenance task. When do I need to do it next? I'm arguing with my husband about all the different maintenance tasks, which is exactly what you do in a commercial project site. Everyone's arguing over who said what and who did what because you had all that paper. And then it's like, okay, there's got to be a better way to doing all this. Why am I using all these disparate systems? I've got paper all over the place in my house and there's not one central location. So I had actually looked for a product for 10 years prior to starting Hamzada. And part of the reason for that is I was already part of a great team. I didn't need to quit that company. I would love that company. And I love what we were doing. And then here it is. We sold Meridian. And then um, coincidentally, my husband and also my co-founder came to me and said, I think you're onto something. We need to build this product that you want. And I go, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, come on, there's another startup in all of us. We can do this. And so three of us came together. All three of us used to work together at Meridian. And Is that said, how you met your husband? He also I did. That's correct. Super cool. And then how do we start Hamzada? And at the time we didn't have a name Hamzada, but it is what it is now. But we were just trying to build the company all over again, just like we did at Meridian. And here we are today with Hamzada. And as it turns out, I get everything I want in the product. I'm excited for when we can continue to constantly enhance the the product because products always need enhancement. But at the same time, I now have something that I can take to other homeowners to make their life easier. And voila. Here's Hamzada. Very cool. So when I was reading your bio, it said it's an online and mobile home management pl- platform. platform. It's online and mobile yep. home management platform, mm-hmm. meaning you can use it from a phone or any internet connection to manage your house, not to manage a mobile home. Yes, that is correct. I feel so, like I was missing a comma. Yeah. <laughs> so what you can do, what you can do is, um, so we have a product that we realize everyone is using all the different devices. And this is actually a really good story. In the beginning, we had a separate mobile app and a separate desktop app. Why? And well, part of that is because that's exactly what you did several years ago. Okay. Well, now what's happening is our users and most users will actually use a mobile app separately than they will a desktop. They don't use them the same. Most people don't realize that. No, people don't. You don't use it the same. Exactly. However, in our world, the homeowners were saying, okay, I need my mobile app 
and my desktop app and my um, tablet app, everything to be exactly the same. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go between one app to the next app to the next app, and I'm going to use different devices depending on where I am. I may not have my desktop with me. I may not have my tablet with me. I may have my mobile or I may not have my mobile with me. So I need to be able to use the same product on all devices. So that's why we built our platform. We went back in, redesigned the platform and said, okay, we're going to build a web responsive platform that works on every device and everyone's going to get, for the most part, the exact same experience because they will use it interchangeably. Got it. That is cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a big endeavor. It's a big endeavor. It's when a you big endeavor. So you, you launched out. a tech company, essentially. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say? Because I know so many people, I'm sure, who are listening, have a similar kind of dream, not to build the exact same thing, but to build something in technology and app, yeah. something that makes people's life easier like this. Can you walk us through just some of the beginning steps? Like, yep. how do you start? Right. You started from absolutely zero. Um, you had experience in the field, but how did you start that? So that was a, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that we chose to do as a team was we designed the platform, for lack of a better word, the platform before we built it. And what we mean by that is we took a simple Word document and we started designing how we actually wanted the platform to engage, how we wanted it to interact. And so you designed the UX, basically. The user well, kind of, yeah. I mean, we kind of did. We knew that we were still going to need UX. We're still um, going to need like official UI. UX for the details. Exactly. Design the theoretical UX. Like how exactly. are the interface? What is this thing going to do for them? That's correct. How are they going to use it? That's correct. And we used PowerPoint to kind of get that look and feel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you still need Word documents and words to describe how you're going to build this out. Mm-hmm. And part of that also has to do with the flow of the product. Yeah. It also, one of the other things that we did was we took that document, that design document and that framework, and we also told ourselves, let's look at the types of customers we're going to have. So we started creating user profiles. And simultaneously, we're, do, we're conducting these and we're creating these user profiles in this design document. And then because of that, we could start understanding how someone may be using it. We also took a different stance because it's just who we are as individuals. We looked at this not just from the short-term perspective, but from the long-term perspective. If I wanted to look at this from a short-term perspective, I could have addressed a few simple problems and I could have put something out there very quickly. However, I would have had to rewrite the product over and over and over again. And that's, in my opinion, a waste of time. And remember, our product is all about efficiency. So we spent more time on the front end, going deep into the design, going deep into the user profile, both initial user profile, but also long-term. And that enabled us to build a platform that is something you can grow long-term, but also it has different users who are going to use it. And those users are not just homeowners, but also all the professionals we do business with. 
So yeah, so let's make it concrete. Give me some mm -hmm. real examples. Like what did that Perfect. mean? What did you trade off? Who are the users? Um, I want to understand like how yep. this falls. So first of all, we see homeowners, I'll start with homeowners, with three key pillars. There's consumer traits. And consumer traits are what's your age? Um, are you a first-time homeowner? Or have you been an experienced homeowner? Do you own multiple homes? Um, also what's your preference to technology? Are you highly experienced with technology? Have you grown up with it or are you not so experienced, but you're willing to try it? The second trait is the actual house traits. How old is the house? How, what types of projects or activities are you going to perform in this house? If you have an older house, are you going to renovate the bulk of it? Or are you going to do minor renovations? If you've got a newer house, then you need to understand how to maintain it, purely understand how to maintain it, because you're probably not going to change a whole lot. You may design some things, meaning buying furniture and what have you, but you're not going to come in and gut the whole thing because it's brand new. So this is you, for like a new homeowner, meaning someone would come to anyone. this when they're getting a house, not when they've been living somewhere five years. Anywhere. Anyone. They can come and use it at any time. And they we could, take that. But the, the ideal user, based on what you're telling me, it's like, okay, I'm getting this house. Not necessarily. No? Okay. No, no, no. And it, it comes from the third pillar. The okay. third pillar is the homeowner journey. So where is that person in the homeowner journey? Are they a brand new homeowner? Got it. Okay. Meaning this is, they're buying this new home and they want to get started, whether they've been an experienced homeowner or not. Two, are they in the middle of, I want to renovate my home, which happened a lot in the pandemic. Yes. I want to renovate my home, but I don't have the tools to help me understand how to do that. Two, I've been living in my home for a long time and I have really screwed up on maintenance. I need a better way to manage the maintenance aspects of my home. Or three or four, I guess, I want to understand the financial impact of my home. I want to understand how much is, is it worth? How much equity do I have in it? Do I have any equity in it? Have I built that up? What does that mean? Meaning in terms of someone has a mortgage and mm -hmm. they've borrowed against it. And so they want to know like kind of where their money is at in their house. That's correct. Got it is. So they want to understand how much have I paid into my mortgage? And then with that, how much has my house increased in value or has mm -hmm. it? Right. And then what is the difference? between the increase in value and then how much I've paid down on my mortgage, because I may need that equity for something else. I may need it because I have medical bills. I may need it because I want to go to school or I have a child that wants to go to school. And then they could borrow against it, like a refinance or something like that. That's correct. And oh, so, so all of that's That's important. such an interesting additional piece. Like yeah. that, that to me is the most fascinating piece on this because the rest of it is almost like I have a, a background in database architecture and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So the rest of this reads like a project management software, right? Because I'm taking construction projects and managing it out into my house. Mm -hmm. This financial equity piece is like a whole, like a whole other planet. <laughs> yes. So anything about your home, we just believe in a philosophy, exactly what you're talking about. Good data in should produce good data. So yeah. we have reports on every aspect of your home. Because we want to help homeowners make the best decisions for their specific home. And that's why all three of these pillars 
-hmm. are very important, but they're also shows you all the nuances of all the different types of homeowners in this country. They're so varied. Some of them own multiple homes. Try managing that from just paper spreadsheets and, and other things totally. going on. No, it makes so much sense if you have multiple homes and especially like, you know, I could see as such a, a major user for this. There are so many new Airbnb owners, yes. Airbnb leasers. Um, and on social media, I've, I've gone into TikTok over the last number of months. It's like my new toy um, has the smartest algorithm of every social media platform. No joke. I've never seen anything like it. Um, so I've been studying it. And, you know, sometimes my homework goes, goes well into the night. Um, but... <laughs> it's fascinating. It's all study. It's all, it's all, um, it's all um, what's an intentional business development and training. Exactly. Um, I'm seeing a lot, again, you see this on all the platforms at all different times, but specifically here, I'm seeing a lot of these like, you know, early 20 year old talking about like, you know, I never knew how much money I could make running a bunch of Airbnbs. All I do is this, 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 and this. And it's becoming like this trend, you know, and these almost these, like these Airbnb subletters managing multiple properties. I could see this being amazing as a tool for them. Yeah. So basically all those Airbnb folks are becoming real estate investors. Yeah. Yeah. That is so even if they don't own the properties, sometimes they're just property managers, but they manage the whole thing. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And so owners who own all the properties who then have all these little guys who are managing all the properties. You are correct. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?